Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. talking about this. I've seen this documentary before. I just jumped over to HBO Max called uh, Class Action Park. And it was called Action Park in Jersey back in the day. And, you know, the phrase, those were different times, gets batted around a bunch. We were joking about it this morning, or uh, this this weekend. And it really was different because the internet didn't exist. The the, the tra- news didn't travel the way it did. Uh, you can't check things quickly, digitally, the mm. way you can now. So people would get away with crazy-ass things, man. Action Park was one of those things. So this, this developer wants to make money, and he sees the amusement parks in the late 70s and the 80s and the 90s were a huge deal, especially on the East Coast. And what do kids do during the summer? And then he's you know, not what you'd call worried because if you were to sue him, he was the insurance company. Nobody would insure him because everything he built was cockamamie. Mm-hmm. All the kids knew it. That's the the weird difference. Now we have these places that are supposedly safe. You send your children to that. You go, look, this is safe, right? Schlitterbahn, uh, a, a carnival, um, the place down in Texas. I think people were pretty understanding over the years that this was open, the 18 years that, hey, man, Fracture Park, they used to call it. We just yeah. had somebody call and talk about that. Class Action Park. There was a different name for different generations the injury you got in seventh grade might be different than the one you got in ninth, but all of them apparently were some kind of strange badge of honor. Our next guest is a science and technology journalist and television commentator who has appeared on the History Channel, National Geographic, Discovery and the Travel Channel as well as previously serving as editor at Maxim and Popular Mechanics magazines, and is an expert on the history of pinball. And now, his documentary about the world's most dangerous theme park titled Class Action Park is streaming on HBO Max. Please welcome Seth Forges. Hey Seth, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, it's great to be here. Hey man, uh, well, I think we spoke with you once before when this when this documentary first came out, but it's now that it's jumped over where everybody can see it on HBO Max, I... Uh, Dude, it's so interesting and strange and terrible and awesome at the same time. It's all those things. That's what the 80s were. The 80s were terrible and awesome at the same time. You got it. Yeah, because, you know, we see these tragedies, which are obviously not funny at all. That little kid just got killed in Texas. We lost a child at at Schlitterbahn here uh, because of people who design stuff. But to me, the difference was I think everybody knew. Every kid, at the very least, knew Fracture Park. They knew it, you were, your injuries were going to be something you shared when you got back to school. Yeah, you know, you, you called it a badge of honor, and that's exactly right. Kids would come into school on Monday in Jersey, and if they had, like, a scrape or a friction burn or, like, a broken arm, 
everybody knew instantly that was that was from accident park that was from fracture park like today today you've got instagram before instagram all you had were scars you know to show things off (laughs) (laughs) that's so absurdly correct that is so truth i mean it was listen your scars told your story you didn't you were right there was no photographic uh, evidence where you i you would you would simply get your likes. It would you'd go to the party, you'd drink a bunch of crappy draft beer, and then you'd show your scars and tell your story. Yeah, and I think that's why the documentary you know found an audience outside of New Jersey. Like this was a local regional water park, but I think the entire generation, if you didn't grow up going to Action Park specifically, you had your own version of Action Park. Whether yeah. that was like breaking into a quarry, whether oh, that sure. was breaking into abandoned railroad tracks, whether it was doing something just. Stupid. That's what the 80s were. Oh, no. We had our quarry out near DeSoto. There was a few of them around here. But, you, of course, the ones you jump off the rocks, there was always one kid who got super effed up. And then the rest were just bumps, bruises, scrapes, and broken bones. Yeah. You, yeah. So- what made Action Park so strange was it took that experience, that kind of like latchkey, you know, stranger things, goonies experience of growing up in the 80s. And it put it inside the uh, assumed safety of an amusement park. So your kids are going to be kids. Kids are going to be stupid. But they're being stupid in a place that, you know, it kind of felt safe. As you go to an amusement park, you assume things are safe. But Action Park was just, was you know, crazy. It was bedlam. Well, and I don't think that the people that ran Action Park cared what the kids were doing. They were like, yeah, no, there was underage drinking. I'm sure there were plenty of babies made there. It was, that was you just knew when you got on the ride, it ended badly. You didn't think it ended well. You knew it was going to be terrible. When you get in the battle tank, it was going to go bad. The zip lines were ridiculous. The alpine slides oh, my good- should never have been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the rides were run by uh, dangerously young children. Like, you know, they got in trouble with the state for having 14, 15-year-olds run it. And then the people who ran the park, not only were they aware of, of these, you know, concerns, but they leaned into them. They encouraged them. They realized that the more people kind of got word this place was a wild place, a place you could, you know, show off your scars at school, the more kids came. So they, they encouraged, like, the local newspapers to write up the, the dangers of this place, to kind of build this myth and build this aura. They knew that people, you know, we're humans. We're weird, man. We're like mobs. We love, we love danger. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, we, that was the point, right? Like, these were the places where the governor was off of the go-kart. They, 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 a speedboat actually went fast. You, you would do stuff. They would build stuff they knew existed in other uh, parks, I think, but they had to do it their style. They, they were just whiskey-tangoing it together. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things I think is so amazing about Action Park, now looking back, is you go to, uh, you know, water park or amusement park today, you're going to see the same rides at almost any water park you go to. Right. It's kind of like off-the-shelf, cookie-cutter rides. Back then, this was the Wild West of the water park days. You know, this was one of, you know, the two or three first modern water parks in the country. You had Wet and Wild, you had Schlitterbahn with you guys, and you had Action Park, and those were the very first. So nobody had really defined really what a water park was. So everything, they're just kind of making it up as they go along. And everything was sort of unique and creative and never done before as a result. It's kind of amazing looking at this place and just kind of the creative ideas that came to life that nobody would ever do today because, you know, common sense and and other (laughs) concerns like that. What what was it, the zip lines over the ice cold pool, the super deep pool? Well, that was was a Tarzan swing. You just get a rope and you swing over that thing and you let go. And it looks like fun. And, you know, that wasn't the most dangerous ride by any means, but that was sort of the most Jersey of the rides yeah. because you'd be doing this in front of the entire waiting line. The queue of like 100 people would see you just wipe out, would see you face plant, would see you not be able to hold your own body weight and dislocate your shoulder. 
and fall into 20 feet of freezing cold water. And then they would, <laughs> the chance would come. Then the chance would come. And you knew like, oh my goodness, some of those kids are going to be in my chemistry class on Monday and I'm never going to hear the end of this. Yeah. Uh, how do you explain the battle? What are they called? The battle action tanks? Yeah. I mean, this is such a unique ride. They basically put you in this little homemade tank that shot tennis balls and just fire them at people. If you hit a target, it would sort of like disable and spin around another tank. And this ride was, was kind of cool, but every once in a while, almost every park and action park had something that just kind of blows your mind that somebody decided this would be a good idea. So for this ride in particular, a patron one day broke into one like the shed, stole a tank of gasoline, uh, started dipping all the tennis balls in the gasoline, <laughs> lit them on fire, <laughs> and then started shooting them. So this guy's just shooting flaming tennis balls all over the park. I mean, you can't make that up. No, and, and it just happened. Like, when you get hurt, they would send you, and God only knows what meant nurse. When you said nurse, like, what that really meant. That just meant some <laughs> some drunken housewife who said, okay, I can put back teen on this giant wound. And they would draw the oh. circle in the on the concrete and say, stand there. Yeah, yeah. So if you got, you know, the most common injury was the alpine slide burn, they would call that. You fight down this thing. You go down this track and you'd lose half your skin. And they bring you to some weird shed and they spray you with this like unlabeled orange liquid bottle. <laughs> and nobody knew what it was. Turns out later it was a mixture of iodine and alcohol. And it was the most painful thing anybody had ever felt. And this is actually a true story here. Uh, the director Judd Apatow tweeted uh, when my movie came out that the screams in the movie, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, when Steve Carell gets his chest waxed, you know yeah. that scene, right? Yeah, yeah. That was in, the, the screams that he was demanding Steve Carell give him were inspired by his experiences hearing screams coming out of the shed as a kid. <laughs> and so I'm just imagining on set, Judd Apatow being like, no, 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 you're, that's not, I remember it differently. Scream more, more, more blood curdling, more, more, more. But uh, that's true, man. Isn't that crazy? It is. It, it, well, if you're just joining the show, we're talking with a, a journalist and documentarian, Seth Porges. He's the director of uh, Class Action Park streaming on HBO Max. But it is a different – we were laughing because we were busting my buddy's ball. Kept used telling his kid, these were different times. Those were different times. Well, there are real, actual moments that that's a legitimate excuse, and that was a different time. Yeah, we didn't know better, right? Right. We didn't. Well, we didn't have internet. We didn't have ways to check people's insurance digitally. You couldn't just get online and double check something. That crazy bastard that ran this park couldn't get insured because it was maniacal. So he he made up his own insurance company, insured himself, and of course there was nothing there to. There was no money for the insurance to pay out. There was never anything real. Yeah, he got really good at sort of uh, you know playing that you know quick step whenever because there were injuries all the time, and you know people get injured, they want to sue. So he. Uh, just became really good at kind of scaring these people away. You know, he'd get all the biggest and baddest lawyers in town, and if you won a lawsuit by some miracle, he would just refuse to pay until yeah. the U.S. Marshals would show up at his door with guns asking for money. And that was just sort of the routine. If you wanted to get paid, you had to show up at the Marshals. And what happened with that? Whatever happened to Gene? When did he die? He's de- I assume he's dead now. Yeah, he died in uh, 2012. And actually kind of an interesting capstone to his story. You know, so the park initially shut down. In 96, uh, he lost control of it. It went to this big chain that really just wanted for the ski resort. Uh, Kind of took out a lot of the cool rides from Action Park itself. But in 2010, just uh, two years before he passed away, he took back control of the park. Uh, Which, you know, if he had been stuck around a couple more years, we might be back to where we were in the 80s. That's so crazy. It's so. And by the way, side note, I didn't realize this until Jake and I were talking about it, that you're a, uh, a super pinball historian. 
I hear you've got an ACDC machine. I've got an Akadaka too, man. Oh, dude, it's the best. And I just got a GNR one. I waited a year for that GNR LE from Jersey. Oh, man, the light show in that game is, is next level. If anybody's never played the GNR pinball machine, it's like it's like a concert in a box, just the light shows. They have these synchronized like program lights for every song. How it's many amazing. times have I told you that, Nick? 437. Honestly, it's the one I'm like, you have no idea. It's above all. They clearly had an LD who understood the music and the lights do it for the first time on a machine because it's never been it's never been put together like that. Well, Slash was a co-designer on that. Yeah. Slash worked uh, personally on that on that thing to make it good. Yeah, and I just went down to the Texas Pinball Expo with a, a bunch of friends. We've got a couple really great pinball bars in town. You come to Kansas City, we'll go over to the 403 Club my buddy Artie owns. Absolutely, we're doing it. It's uh, it, it, uh, Anything interesting lately? Because I've been looking at that uh, the Godzilla I'm all, all bonered up for, but it's just, you know, the prices are stupid right now. Prices are stupid, and the back orders on these things are stupid. I mean, I don't know if it's your cup of tea, but they just, you know, Jersey Jack who makes uh, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses is one of the greatest games ever. They just uh, announced Toy Story. Totally different yeah, market. Yeah, totally it's, it's, no, it's yeah. going to be great. I, I, although, I liked Willy Wonka. I didn't fall in love with it. Yeah, I agree with you. Agree with you there. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so hard to explain to people why you love pinball, but it goes to the action park. It was a different time in the sense that, dude, now it's modern, but it was kinetic and mechanical, and it wasn't just video with some kind of fake haptic feedback. It's, it's a legitimate you know what, mechanical thing. You know what it is? It's, it's chaos in a box. Like, you play, you play a video game. You press the same buttons at the same time. You're getting that same game every single time. You walk up to a pinball machine a million times. You're never playing the same game twice. Yeah. It's always different. No, and you know the, uh, the North American female champions of Kansas City carry. Oh, my goodness. No, it's a pinball oh. town, man. Come on. We're doing it. I'm there. All right, listen, I love it. I, I think it's a great, great documentary. It's called Class Action Park, HBO Max. And, and come by anytime, Seth. You're always welcome here. Appreciate it. Thank I, you very much. Take care, man. Hold on. Uh, see? You met friends. another nerd friend. That's a dude who's working for HBO Max. He's a documentarian and a journalist. So he's a respected man. So, you see? you see? I know, but he's cool, too. You know what? Pinball Jeff. Respected. I'm not sure by... But his wife's very respected. I saw her in a, in a uh, business journal yesterday. I saw that. Kansas City Business Journal. I was like, is that what it's like to be a kept man, Jeffrey? You're the the beautiful, successful lady. The beautiful life. blonde lady. And she is. She's tall, beautiful, super successful. Worked for all these gazillion, bazillion, like, super companies. And I'm like, that's what it's like. You're going to go work on an air conditioner today. And that's what I did. A I Disney like, cottage I was out like, in the forest. I was like, man, I got to get that gig. God, I got to get a good yeah, job. I got Sheila on hold. She said she... Hey, Sheila, you're on the air. What's up? Um, I was going to say, when I was in high school, um, 79 to 82, I, my best friend worked at the ski lodge. Or She was a ski patrol person mm-hmm. when she was a freshman in high school. Oh. And then, um, so she warned me away from the park. We never really went. But so people I, knew, people, people, but, hold on, people, because people listening maybe don't know. It was, it was uh, Action Park was the action summertime deal. And then they had a right. ski place uh, during the winter that mm-hmm. was injured, which I know sounds strange, but... There's the same time like they were building Snow Creek as well. Yeah, it's Great Gorge, yeah. yeah. And um, so anyway, but a lot of people from my high school, they were going down there all the time on the weekends and coming back, all scraped up. Um, one person had a wrist fracture. I think that's the worst I ever heard of anybody getting hurt down there, but they loved it. And you never and went. Go down and you rate. never went. I never went. What? I know. Poughkeepsie was only an hour away, but like I said, my friend who worked there said, you know, you really don't want to go there because she knew about the bees and all of these other weird things that were happening. So the the bees. 
Yeah, there were beads that were right underneath one of the water um, rides. A couple of them. <laughs> There's a bonus. Like 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 like, like <laughs> millions of bees would just suddenly flood out and just sting the piss out of everybody. Yeah, uh-huh. like a yeah. hive that was hilarious. never removed. Maybe that's you get hilarious. it. Maybe you don't. Right. That's kind of a that's kind of a freebie from God, like to make it more exciting, right? It really is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> you what? Uh, so you never went, but that was such an interesting time in Jersey and New York. <clears throat> On mm-hmm. a completely side note, have you watched the uh, uh, Twisted Sister? Um, documentary about it's from the same era, the eighties, from that like 70, 78 to eighties. But if you watch it, it is all about Jersey and the mentality right. of Jersey. There would be literally mm-hmm. every weekend fifteen live music bars in in the city, like and it, right. and bands like Twisted Sister would put two thousand, three thousand, four thousand people in. So they were not mm-hmm. in record deals. So these crazy bastards are beating themselves to death at these crazy illegal amusement parks. Mm-hmm. They're going to see these bands that eventually become huge. Like that that time in Jersey is what formed that, you know, the joke, the Soprano stuff. All those human beings. That's like another race of human beings out there. They really are. Yeah. Um, Twisted Sister actually was up in Wappingers Falls, which is just south of Poughkeepsie. See? And um, so I was working with a guy and he said, oh, come play softball. It's from the guys from Twisted Sister. I honestly don't know if it was. But that's what I remember. <laughs> well, listen, that's where they had a record deal. Of course it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. nobody nobody lies about the pre-record band deal. You know what I mean? Nobody goes, right. yeah, no, I'm really in this band yeah. called Pegasus. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they were playing at this place called Ace in the Hole, <laughs> Dude, which is a nice little dive out there. Let me tell you something, because uh, I have to write this down. We write down Ace in the Hole, and, and it was softball. And someday I'm going to bring it up with D on the show. And because he's sober and has always been sober, he remembers yeah. everything. I'll be like, hey, man, I talked to somebody who played softball with you up north of Poughkeepsie. At, you were playing mm-hmm. an ace in the hole. And he'll be like, bep, 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 and this was the score. And he'll, and yeah. he'll remember. I guarantee you he'll remember it. Actually, I told him about it. He was at a book signing um, yeah. out there, and I got his book and yeah. mentioned it. And he goes, well, you know, he wasn't there. He goes, I don't know what the other guys in the band did, but they might have. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, there goes that. But trust me, if he were there, Sorry. he no, no, he would remember. I'm telling you, like he would remember. He remembers mm-hmm. everything, which is sometimes to my detriment. He'll be like, No, John, that's not how it went out. And I was like, Oh, right. come on. <laughs> All right, listen, you. Uh, so you you at least went to the rock shows, but you didn't go to the amusement park. But you lived in that part of the world, right. so you you had a pretty. Yeah. Uh, what's what do you think the craziest, most over the top thing you did as a kid was? Oh, God, I don't even remember anymore. It's been forever. Um, oh, God, we did such terrible stuff. One time, my buddy, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he, we were having a keg party that got shut down, and his girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time's dad was a big real estate agent, and suddenly she opened up a model home. We had a party in it. Oh, God. Now, nobody oh, punched. Wow. It, it really, it, first of all, completely illegal and wrong. Second of all, I, mm-hmm. I remember it very well. Nobody destroyed stuff, like I, which is, right. is, is hard to co- comprehend that it didn't get. Right. There was bathrooms, and nobody called the police. And we were could be seen. And there's got to be 50 cars in an unoccupied house. Yeah, and that's strange. We were there at 4.30 in the morning counting out $1 bills. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 and, and, and literally, the next day, she cleaned it up. Mm. And as far uh-huh. as I know, there was never any backlash about it. Wow. I, I know. It yeah. sounds like an impossibility, but I, right. that always sticks out in my head as that could have been a pivotal moment in your, your life, you stupid dick. Yeah. Kid. Another time when he went yeah. to jail and everything changed. Well, you, yeah. 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 Because that's that is go to jail business. You get into felony. Yeah. You get into really high end money stuff there. The destruction of property. Oh. That, that turns into a whole different crime. And then you were selling beer to destruct- underage kids. I was yeah, underage. there's that. I was underage, too. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 
it that would have been a problem. But uh-huh. all right, you stay right there. Hold on a second. Hook her up with some tickets for the call. But that that was it was. It, it was I know. I, I it's in my head. It was a different time. <laughs> well, that's what we we're laughing because obviously kids today will smoke some weed or do this or do that, and you know Jeff's kids is uh you know college. Mm-hmm. You know she has a boyfriend that, that you know they it's a real. She's an adult. She's twenty two years old. She's twenty twenty two or twenty three, and. uh Something comes out, and he's like, you were different times. I go, Jeff, we did way worse than that. There was different times. And, and I, go, I go, yes, from today what you have. But it's the same time for her. She has no responsibility. She isn't married. She doesn't have kids. She doesn't have a mortgage. She has her whole life in front of her. She doesn't have a career. Would that not be exactly where we were at when we were doing those things? Mm-hmm. And he's like, shut up. Carefree. <laughs> no, uh, he knows. He knows what it was, you know. But mm-hmm. it's funny watching somebody turn into their their parent, <laughs> dude. It's I, happened, Joe. I have it's a tell you story about time Jeff Barry's kid. <laughs> oh, his oldest uh, from his first wife, who's a the kid's on fire now. Like he's out in Colorado. He's just he's great. Like his job, his career, everything he's doing is it couldn't be more amazing to me. It's, it really is unbelievably far beyond anything I could have imagined <laughs> for myself. But at the time the kid's off the rail because he's a kid. Yeah. Because you he's with his buddy and they're in the house and they didn't have any papers. So they took the blank pages out of a Bible and rolled a joint. Oh God. Now they, weren't, <laughs> they didn't have any words on them. They were blank. Now remember, I've never seen Jeff in a church, but like all of us, he grew up religious mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> like, right? So, I'm sorry, you're rolling a joint with a Bible picture? <laughs> so, I take stones, kid. He went crazy. Jeff choked him. Jeff Jeff jumped over the couch and had him by the throat. Like... <laughs> I mean, that is... A hair over the top of you used a Bible's pages. I don't know. I'm like Jeff. Do you not remember us doing an eight ball with a stripper? That, like no, I don't know. What a Bible? <laughs> no, we might have spanked her with it. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again, it just you go. Come on, man. What are you? What are we doing? As an adult, I've seen you lose brain cells. This is the ridiculous. This is where you go. We've been way dumber than that. I go. You don't remember doing like an entire case of whippets in your living room? Like, God only knows how many words we forgot and an inability to spell and, and fractions that we can't do anymore. Uh, you know what whippets are? Yes. All right. I so I had to look at F and G and be like, look, he's, he's like, what kind of old-time drug were you doing? <laughs> oh, what? No, it, was your, it was your basic huffing. It was yeah. your basic brain killing It's your gateway. Huffing. It's kind of but, an introductory. But because it's nitrous oxide, somehow it's not gasoline, right? Mm. You're like, it's not spray paint. For God's sakes, it makes whipped cream. Right? Don't get overexcited. We used to walk into Dylan's in Olathe in the middle of the night, and you, what you didn't want to do is lift the can. And when nobody was looking, you'd pop the plastic off and then go down on the can, basically. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you didn't move it, the gas would all come out. And then you'd walk around the store like, oh, 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 oh. Like, grown, we're like 18 years old doing that. Like, why would you do? I and told then, you my friend peed on my mom's couch. Well, yeah, then some poor bastard buys the whipped cream. And they're like, why won't any whipped cream come out? Because that gas is all gone because a huffer to lay the children. Ruined your children's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> Because he went down on a can of ready whip. Like a white trash hooligan. Swear I apologize, Dylan's. <laughs> swear to God. That's, I'm like, listen, you can't get that mad at him. We did stuff that was just as stupid. So stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I Different just, times. Uh, yeah, yeah. The power of Christ compels you. I can see him the flying power on my couch. Of Christ. He 
He's so mad. Oh my God, he's mad. So mad. <laughs> he used pages from the Bible. John. No, he used n- notation pages in the very back. He still it's, was in a Bible. <laughs> oh, I'll defend him to the end on that. There were no words on it. I mean, I'm not judging it, but you I know see why I might have been fired up. Go to a hotel room, make a drug deal, take the Bible, and then throw it back in there. Right. <laughs> I ever tell you, I sometimes leave uh, the morning show stickers in the Bible. In the of course rooms. you do. No, I don't but stick them. For the record, I don't stick them. I just, I just, I just lay them in there like a bookmark. Just, it's actually a great bookmark. I think say so. That. I think so. I think people wonder what the hell's going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all. <laughs> Those were different times. What Jesus want. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hailing from Staten Island, New York, our next guest is a member of the Tenderloins comedy troupe one of the stars of the wildly popular true TV show, Impractical Jokers. He released a children's book, Alien Summer No. 1, this past March. He'll be in KC June 24th and 25th for the Big Slick Celebrity Weekend, and the new season of Impractical Jokers debuts tonight on True TV. Please welcome, James Murray. James, how are you, Mert? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. We were just talking about the different guys, and, and now since Joe is uh, taking some time, uh, that like Riggle is coming in to do some shows. You guys have some guest guys come on and do some pranks, which is a great idea. I agree. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, Rob, we just filmed uh, with Rob Riggle, of course. Uh, you know, he's part of Big Slick, and uh, he's a, he's like a dear friend of ours. We've we've been a fan of his for decades. And he punished me in the new season of Impractical Jokers. Uh, and the punishment was, uh, he was like the uh, the moderator, the MC, if you will, of uh, one of these murder mystery nights, you know, right. where like a dozen people come in, dressed in costume, trying to investigate a murder. 
And when they walked into the room, not realizing they're walking into Impractical Jokers, they walked in the room. I was the dead body, but I was completely naked with my <laughs> butt up in the air. And they had to walk around with like magnifying glasses trying to look for clues and fingerprints and things like that all over my dead, dead naked body. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you wonder, it, it's to me... Uh... A comedian explained to me one time that comedy and what makes you laugh, it's a lot like drugs. Like, at first, when you're younger, you laugh at a lot of stuff. And then the more you laugh, the more uh, you, you get used to it. It just takes you so much more to get off. And I think that's what happens with Impractical Jokers is each year you're like, Jesus Christ, they went even further. Like, this this is really way past the line you thought there was. I got to tell you, man, they've pushed beyond all uh, it's getting so crazy right now so there's an upcoming episode i think it's maybe in two weeks with uh method man is the celebrity guest and uh he was uh, i was on a panel for i was like the expert on a tv panel method man was the host and right before they made me walk out into the panel with method man the guys had me insert an adult device <laughs> into my post my posterior <laughs> section that they controlled via an ipad and the settings on the iPad were hurricane, smooth jazz, earthquake, and tsunami. I was leaping <laughs> off the chair during the entire panel. Oh, you know, you know, and because you're, I, I can only imagine you're right at the edge of losing control at one point where you're like, you're serious, you have to stop now. I just have to. Because we used to have this thing you would, you would call the, yeah. the, the ass stunner where you'd try to punch someone in the butthole as hard as you could. And, and try to. Yeah. I, I, uh, I selfishly didn't want the punishment to end. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is because only friends can bust balls. That's the thing that, that, you know, when I first heard about the show and I watched it, you think, what is this going to be in Practical Jokers? Because it, it's easy to get too corny, right? But then you realize it's friends yeah. busting balls. It's the same thing if you're lucky enough to have good friends in this life. There's going to be jokes, inside jokes, daring people to do stuff, and then just punishing everybody piles on. And at the end, it's love and it's fun, but it's 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 a really a brotherhood. I think everybody wishes they had. Yeah, you know what the guys and I say is that we uh, we don't punch up or down; we punch sideways. Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, lateral, man. Yeah, and well, Sal, like that that him. The thing I love so much about Sal is. Like he can turn in a second if it's somebody outside the group. The little kids, we tell him there's no Santa Claus, and he's like, "In God, fake." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, <laughs> man, you got dark fast, Al." <laughs> yeah, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Oh my God, you're going back to an old tenderloin sketch right there. Yeah. That was shot years ago. Yeah, but that's the wow. stuff that I really I love, man. But that's the stuff that, like, again, it's like drugs. It just takes more to make you go right. You know, that's why we keep doing more episodes of Impractical Jokers. So yeah. we, we, you know, see, season nine starts tonight, and then we've been filming season ten for the past two weeks. We so just started. Good. So good, man. And hey, you know what? And I, I tell you, like, I, I think I know you were just here for Comic Con, but is this your first uh, slick? It is. I I'm, thought so. Dude, I'm so excited. Like, you know, obviously we we've uh, been friends with Riggle for a while. We've uh, we were at a party uh, like a few years ago, and Paul Rudd came up to us and was just shouting out like. 20, 30 different episodes of the show. He's a massive fan. And we're like, dude, you're Paul Rudd. Like, you're like, you know, we, we, we ain't no Paul Rudd. And we were blown away. We became uh, fast friends. And, uh, and so they invited us to Big Slick. And I was like, what a great cause. What a great time. So I'm going to be there. Q's going to be there. And, uh, and I'm bringing my wife, too. So you're going to have. Like to come out. Uh, you, 
Yeah. Such a good time, because you know the whole thing started for Children's Mercy Hospital, and it's so genuine. Yep. And it's it's you know it really is a pure Kansas City thing. So you know like Keckner and Stone Street, and and you know Riggle and Rudd and Sedakis. You know they're all Kansas City guys, and so this was their friends, and it started the very first time. We all went out, of course, and watched and participated, and were a part of it. And you realize how much good they could do, and there were no. Uh, it, there were no cameras. It wasn't a national thing. It wasn't for publicity. It wasn't a, like, let's go out and do something good to let the world see how good it is. And it's blown into this monster. And everybody that comes in wants to come back because it's just pure. You know, it's it's fun. Everybody enjoys it. And the people that are there are all there for the right reasons. And, and it changes lives. It's really one of the most pure, genuine, charitable events I've ever been lucky enough to be a part of. That's fantastic. I'm so excited to go. You know, they're such great guys. Keckner, we, we became friends like two years ago. I freaked out. I totally, you know, you, people ask like, oh, what is it like, you, like when you meet celebrities or whatever? I, I don't meet many, but the ones I do, I'm just starstruck. You know, Keckner has been, he's so funny, man. Like I was a massive fan of his for so long. Oh, yeah. I just can't wait to see the guys again and, uh, and, and do some good. The first time after knowing Keckner through the radio for years and years and then face to face, it was at a slick. He literally leaned in and there's a picture of him and I, and I'm telling you, if the wind had blown, we'd have been kissing. He came in so close, and I'm like, "Are you gonna? Is this? Is he gonna?" And I was like, "But it's one of my favorite all-time pictures now." That's great. That's just, great. And it's just fun. And Riggles, you know, he's as real as rain. He's a man's man. He's as, he's everything. Everything he's look you you see in him is exactly how he is. You know, he he fit in and instantly on set. And uh, a funny little story: a billion years ago, long before Impractical Jokers. Uh, Joe Gatto uh, from Jokers uh, built Rob Riggle's website in 2002. <laughs> wow. Riggle hired him to build his website, probably using like Netscape Navigator or something. That's crazy. And, uh, and he did. And, and, that, and we knew him from back then. And when he was on set, we reminded him that we've known him since 2002. A long, I mean, a full decade before Impractical Jokers even created. That's just, dude, it's just, uh, it'll be great. You will really enjoy this. And, of course, what you're doing will raise a lot of money to help these kids. It's a wonderful hospital. And it's uh, it's fun. Like, you're going to go out to the K, you're going to play some ball. Uh, you've got, to, of course, there's a there's this crazy thing they added, this, this VIP pre-party. And uh, it is incredibly expensive to go. The thing's sold out. So, you people hang with celebrities that night. Then the next day, of course, you've got the uh, the Sprint Center situation going on, which people can come and they can mingle and meet these actors and comedians and TV stars and musicians, and they're just laying everything out. But everybody on the stage, the, the original uh, for version of this, and it, it's, you know, it changes a little bit year to year, was to bring a bar out, get everybody a little loose, have some fun, and everybody's smiling, which makes for this look into another world for for a you know, a civilian, if you will, they get to see these guys in the most honest way possible. Nobody's there to make a movie, to make uh, uh, anything for themselves. It's everything they're just and having a, a huge party. And it's a strange way to try to explain it, but you know what I mean? Like, you've been to these parties. If people could see what it's like to go to a party with Paul Rudd and, and Riggle and, and, you know, Murray and, and all these guys, it is a look into a different world. Oh, I can't wait, man. We're so excited. I, you get me so revved up. I'm going to see if I can move my flag up to fly with this today. Seriously. <laughs> well, listen, you you were just here. Come on by. we got barbecue. we got plenty of time. You can stop by the show. But uh, above all, man, just enjoy yourself and know that you're doing some really good work. 
thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. And thanks for watching the show today. Yep. Stay there. Hold on. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.